Hello, everybody. This is Jenny Brandon and Tosh Locky, and this is Riding in the Weeds. So this is episode one of our new podcast. And we just wanted to start out by telling you why we're doing this and what the heck we're doing and a little bit about us today. So hi, Tosh. Hey, Jenny. How's it going? Good. Super excited. Riding in the weeds. I know. What are we talking about? What are we doing here? <laughs> you know, that was funny because a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about getting this started, he made a comment about riding in the weeds. And that was kind of how it came to me. It was like, oh, like we've had lots of conversations together. Um, I think what we've been friends now for like two years or something online. And so it was like the, our conversations tend to end up off in the weeds. <laughs> And, you know, it's fun because, you know, I'm a horse person and, you know, you ride bikes and I just started riding bikes recently. And so it was through all these conversations, we figured out how much we had in common. And even yeah. before that, like our original conversations, we were in a container together with a coach. And what we were finding was that, you know, Jenny talks about um, how our actions and who we are and how we sort of energetically run how much that affects what happens with our animals and so much of what um what you do jenny is with the animals and with that energetics and i'm sitting here going yeah well it's exactly the same as my bike like if i try and control what my bike is doing she gets upset she she feels like she is a living being and if i am not allowing her to to flow and ride the trail then you know i don't have as much of a good experience and generally i'm going to get bucked off um, and of course you know all of that then aligns with your horse riding experience and all the horse stuff we do. And it just, it's fascinating how once you sort of start to see those connections, you start to see them in, in everything. And I've noticed that from the beginning of my journey, I started reading a lot of business books and everything, like whether I was, I'd be listening to podcasts and I'd be listening to one that was about coaching and I'd be listening to one that was about biking and I'd be listening to one that was about fitness and I'd be listening to one that was about food. And they would literally be saying, the same thing and they would be talking about like the main theme of what people were struggling with or what we were energetically dealing with in each situation was the same and it didn't actually matter like what the topic was or what part of our lives we were in this this theme is here and whatever it is that we're trying to control is what's going to keep on triggering us into what yeah. we need to, to learn more and how we can it's like getting into the weeds is exactly what we need to do so that we can figure our way out of them again. Yeah, totally. So why don't you share a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then I'll tell everybody who I am. So who I am. So I am Natasha Lockie. Uh, I am the action goddess, and I am known as the transformational mountain bike confidence coach on the internet. I've been working on, I've been working for the past 15 years uh, as a mountain bike coach in a place called Roslyn, British Columbia, beautiful little town in Canada. And um, yeah, I've just really, I've been working with people, I've been working with kids and I just, I love what cycling, biking does for us. I'm also the owner of a little empire in Roslyn. I run three businesses. 
We have our baking. Everything started with Betty Go Hard, which we will talk about uh, as we go along. And then I have a transportation business um, and I run a little adventure store. So I've got a lot going on um, and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's really, really messy. And I think, you know, what I've really been working through is, is the leveling up process and how we can kind of look at all the different ways, um, everything that's happening in our lives and bringing that together. And instead of kind of, I guess, um, judging our breaking down and falling apart, it's it's about using all of that to, to get stronger and keep moving forward. Um, and what I find my clients really struggle with is, is confidence. And it's not so much confidence about riding the bike, it's confidence in, in ourselves and confidence in being able to look at our successes and celebrate them instead of constantly looking at the successes of others and, and celebrating them, but, but in a way that diminishes our own successes. So I really want to bring to the world that we can live through our dreams and it, it comes through celebrating what we're doing, but we can't celebrate it if we don't notice that first it came up for us and second, uh, we had to move through it. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm Jenny Brandon. I run Soul Pet Connections. I'm an animal communicator and energy healer for animals and their people too. Um, my story is that I didn't really grow up with animals. Um, my mom was allergic to fur and, um, it just wasn't something that we could do, you know, um, it wasn't available. So, but I loved animals. So I read every animal book. I read every horse book. Horses were a big part of just what I liked and was interested in, even though we lived in the city and couldn't really do that. So, um, as they say, I wasn't born in a barn, but I got there as fast as I could. <laughs> So I've been working with horses now for over um, 15 years. It's been about 16 or 17 years. And um, I ended up moving onto a farm and living there with the guy I was dating at the time as sort of night watch and um, being around on the weekends, you know, when the regular barn manager wasn't there. So um, I kind of immersed myself completely in the horse world. Uh, I had a day job at the time, but I was on the farm all the time. So um, I've gained a massive amount of experience in a really short amount of time. Um, and it's been through the struggles with my own pets that um, are why I do what I do. Um, I had a bunch of medical trauma as a kid, so that's part of why I'm coming into horse riding and also into bike riding as an adult learner, um, which is a completely different experience, you know, than when you pick something up as a kid. So it was through all of those struggles with my pets that really led me to finding an animal communicator and then ending up um, ultimately doing this work. Um, and kind of my deep passion is helping people recognize their own energy that they bring to the situation. Um, because our pets don't have a choice. They can't go on vacation. They can't go like take a break. They are immersed in our world 100%. And those were the root causes of the challenges that I had with my own animals was how my energy was showing up for them. And so that's kind of like my big deal because I think it's so overlooked in the world. And, um, it's funny that I've ended up having um, energy healers and other people who have helped connect the dots for me with my pets. And so, um, you know, like I'm not a trainer necessarily, but I can help you work through a lot of challenges because of the fact that if your energy isn't in alignment, frankly, it doesn't matter what a trainer does with your pet, you won't have success. 
you know, when your energy is um, out of whack or, you know, when you just don't recognize what you're bringing to the table, then it doesn't really matter how much money you blow on a trainer is not going to resolve the root cause of the problem. They'll get success with your pet and it might improve your pet, but ultimately until you get to the root, it's not going to matter. So, you know, Tasha and I have had many conversations together and started seeing all of the links between what the two of us do together. And, you know, that's why we kind of were like, you know, we should just share this because like, why should we keep this to ourselves? <laughs> you know, like everything we have is so juicy that it's like everybody else needs to hear this. You know, like I don't hear a lot of people talking about you know, the energy piece and you don't hear a lot of people talking about like the confidence piece, you know, like people want to focus on the techniques and the tools, you know, but when you're dealing only with the physical tools or the physical techniques, you're completely ignoring the whole energetic and emotional component to the situation. So, you know, I think that's kind of what brought us uh, together in the first place. And um, so, like, we have a whole list of stuff we're excited to share together and just have these conversations to open the door, you know, to, to a broader scope of, um, you know, learning, I think. Yeah, I think that's so true. Like, the, the point you make about the tools and the techniques, we get so, like, okay, if you teach me how to do this, I'll know how to do it. And the thing that I notice with my clients on bikes is that, you know, I, I often say that I'm the coach that'll take you from where you think you are to where you actually are. So my whole transformation piece is not about transforming into somebody else, but it's that you do truly have all of the knowledge that you need to have inside of you right now. And you might like to get to where you actually are. And it we don't see where we are because we're too busy looking around and judging ourselves our confidence comes down and we stop celebrating what we're doing. And then we're like, oh, I just need to learn how to do this better. And, you know, one of the biggest successes I've had this season is with actually teaching people how to slow down. Because it's not that you're not good enough or you don't have the tools and the techniques. But if you are going too fast, nothing works because you're always just doing that thing in the moment to make it work for you and you know that's exactly how we operate in life and i've actually the last little while i've ended up having i'm stopping on the side of the trail and we're having these big conversations around how you know it's it's about finding the balance it's about knowing why you're riding your bicycle why why did you want to start cycling in the first place and if you can't continually come back to that that why then it's going to fall apart it's just like this podcast if we don't have a why and our our why is really exactly as as you were saying like we're wanting to make it so that these conversations are out in the world and often these conversations i think happen but they're in the space of oh so you're lacking confidence if you do my program if you do this and and that's what's sort of coming up in the world right now of coaching is that people are just trying to tell you you have a pain button and then that they can give you a tool or a technique that'll fix it. But if you're not energetically aligned with it, it, it doesn't matter. Nothing's going to change. I love what you said about slowing down. That's actually been a really big theme in my life before because um, part of my coping mechanisms that I developed, you know, like I said, I've, I had medical trauma and medical challenges as a kid. And part of the coping mechanism is just to blow through everything. And when you're rushing and you're in a hurry, you don't have time to feel anything. 
And, you know, then you're missing all the subtle signals that your body is giving you, your pets are giving you, your bike is telling you information all the time. But if you're rushing through it, you aren't available to receive that information. And so that for me has been a huge deal to learn how to slow down. You know, and I find that when I'm working with the animals, the more I can slow down and get into that space of like, what am I missing potentially, but what are they not aware of too, that like together we end up with this like amazing result. And it's funny because most people, like when I work at the barns, you know, I ride a couple friends' horses and take care of them. And like, most people end up looking at me weird because it doesn't look like I'm doing anything, you know, like. I just walk, <laughs> right? But ultimately, like, there is so much going on. Like, we use the duck in the water analogy a lot, like, right? Like, all you see is what's on the surface. You have no idea everything else that's going on below. You know, I'll get off the horses after literally just walking for a while, and I am tired. My whole body was active and engaged in that process, even though we were going slow. So it's like, I kind of think of it like slow down to speed up. Because when you don't miss all those signals, then you don't have to go back and redo them all over again. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what you're, what it is. It's pushing through physically, pushing through mentally. When we go too fast, we we are out of control, and generally nothing feels like it's working. And like sometimes I I do believe like, you know, again biking you get to, to a space on the trail and you'll see that there's like a whole bunch of rubbly rocks up ahead. And the only way to get through those rocks is going to be to hold your speed because if you try and break through them, you know, things are going to go wrong. But that that's where you've got to like see it coming. Like, okay, I know I've got a busy week ahead. Let's take Sunday and really relax. Let's put the schedule together. Let's plan. And then we'll be able to make it through to the other side of that that rocky section and i do that so well on my bicycle <laughs> but and i i see how well i could do that in my everyday life and i see where i can apply the same principles um and it was so funny the other day i was talking to somebody and i was like you know i just really feel like i've got to find some space and i really need to slow down and i feel like i'm a little out of control and i stopped and i was like wow it's literally what i have been teaching all summer has been the yes. exact thing that I needed to learn off of the bike is what they're all having to learn on the bike. And what is making huge differences for all of my clients is, is exactly what I needed to be listening to. But it, it literally, until I stopped and slowed down for a moment, I couldn't, I couldn't even listen to my own, own advice. So, you know, it's yeah. sort of like, but then that's the part about riding in the weeds. So then you find you're over in the rhubarb and things aren't working so well so you like you need to get off the bike and you get back on the trail or you know you cut down the rhubarb or you just you deal with where you are right then and again I think that's something else that's really been coming up for me and I think this is so important is acknowledging that that's where you are there's nothing wrong with it and and we don't need to fight to get out of it we can just actually take a breath like okay I I am running too fast. Where can I find space? And, you know, in my own story recently, that was off to the acupuncturist, off to the Cairo, off for some cranial, and I got some pedicures, um, eyebrows. I just went in for like a full body overhaul because I hadn't been giving myself any of that. So it was kind of like, how do I radically 
adjust this and slow myself right down so I can I can get that that flow. Yeah. You, you know, it makes me laugh because it's like I've been through those situations numerous times where it's like you blink and you're like, how did I get here again? Like <laughs> I'm back in the weeds again. Like, why am I here again? And it's funny because it takes time to be able to recognize what's happening sooner and sooner so that you don't get to that point so that like you said you look at your schedule and you go oh gee i got a crazy week in two weeks i'm gonna go ahead and schedule you know some some rest and self-care ahead of time and some self-care after the fact you know so it begins to get to the point where slowly you're able to recognize what's happening sooner and sooner and i i find that on the horses all the time that you know like there was one day I was taking my horse out of the barn and I just had this funny thought, like he's going to spook, like he's going to startle at something. There was nothing that gave me any indication that that was going to happen. Well, sure as shit, like two seconds later, he's startled. And I felt that energy just blow through me rather than like hit me and my body react. And it's like, once you get there and you're practicing this enough, then you're able to just respond adjust course and keep moving you know like i bring up water analogies a lot because i feel like the same is true on the water the same is true on the bike too like if you're riding and it gets rough you don't get pissed off at the rocks or you don't get angry at the waves that are hitting you if you're in a boat like you just adjust course like there's no judgment for that. And the more we can stop judging ourselves for those situations ending up off in the weeds again, we just say, oh, we're in the weeds again. Okay, what do we need to do to adjust course? And just keep moving, you know, just keep going from there. Well, and, you know, sometimes stopping and reassessing and then moving. I was telling my husband the other day, I was like, you know, I've, I was realizing that We've, we've just left uh, where we have been living. We're on our way south. We're on a bit of an adventure. We're in the camper. And I was planning and like, we're trying to leave. So I'm like writing our lists and writing our lists and writing the plan. And then my husband would just do whatever he wanted to do and wasn't following the plan. And so at the end of the day, I'd sit down and be like, okay, so what have these things actually got done? Because it doesn't matter if the plan's not followed, but are we ticking the boxes, right? So we cross everything off and, and I'd rejiggle and I realized I'm like I'm like Google Maps. <laughs> Calculating. <laughs> so we've got the, I put the put the directions in. I know which way I'm going and then I'm gonna like redirect because oh okay. Do do a leak can you can you please pull a legal U-turn right up ahead? No, no, didn't pull the U-turn. All right. You need to go this way. And it's like Google Maps is the best thing ever. If you don't, if you don't go the way that it wants you to go, she'll yell at you for like a moment or two. And then she's like, oh, right. You're going a different way. Let me calculate another route that'll get you there the way that you think you want to go. And I think that's life, right? Like if we just yeah. keep on being like, okay, not attached to the plan because no plan survives meeting with the enemy or however that uh, that saying goes, which is so true. It's like, I now know I write the plan for my evening sanity. <laughs> we then allow whatever happens to happen. And then we adjust on the other side. And every time we see if we can 
do it slightly better. And, you know, like Google is probably going to see that I really like going that way. And is going to stop suggesting I go the other way because I never do it that way. And, yeah. and I think, you know, it's sort of that, that whole, and back to the, the lack of judgment, just letting, letting it happen. Stuff happens. We adjust, we try and do it better next time. Um, and, and it's, I think, Really, it's in the judgment that we get so lost and that's where we try and control it. And then we're trying to not do have that thing happen that happened last time. And if we come back to the bike, we come back to the horse, you come back to the the animals. It's the same thing. Yeah. Get into a space of of trying to instead of manifesting the outcome that we want to have, instead of saying, I want to be at the bar at the end of this bike ride. And I want to be talking about how I had so much fun. And even though I didn't write all the features, I could see how I would be able to do them next time. And then I did roll some stuff that I'd never done before. And it was easy. And it really gave me the confidence to maybe try a different trail. And that's my story at the end of it, as opposed going into it going, oh my God, I'm going to ride this trail. I'm scared. Last time I was on that trail, I couldn't do this rock and I couldn't do this. And I went over the handlebars in that one spot. So I don't want that to happen again. So I'm going to make sure that I hold on. I should probably go slower. So if I think if I hold on to the control more, then everything's going to be okay. And I'm going to ride down the trail trying to avoid hitting all the potholes while looking at them that I hit the last time. And we just end up having the same experience over and over again because we're living out of the fear. Like I'm afraid that the dog's going to bite me. So I act scared towards the dog when he runs up to me. Well, what's going to happen? It's so similar to, to, you know, when you're riding the horses and, and like the same is true of the bike. Like if you pick a point to ride to and you don't stay on that path, if you keep trying to ride, like you are on that path, you're getting bucked off. Like you're going to take a flying lesson or something like it's inevitable because you have to adjust to whatever's happening underneath you and in front of you. And, you know, like that's the biggest thing is you just need to constantly be able to adapt and change course. And if you don't quite make it to your destination exactly like you thought you were, you know, if you're still upright at the end of the day and still have everything attached, then that's probably a success. You know, so what if it didn't look like you thought it would, but you know, like that's a huge lesson. Number one, look where you're going, but when your course changes, you've got to be able to adjust with that. And, you know, I think you're right that the biggest issue that we bump into is getting hung up in the judgment of the fact that, well, it didn't look like X, Y, Z. It, it didn't did. look like I thought it should, which is a bad word. <laughs> Like the wrong S word. <laughs> I do want to like swing around to the complete opposite of that though, because I'm just having those moments where, and I'm absolutely sure everyone has moments like these, but you know, it's like dropping in on my snowboard on a powder day or riding a trail and getting to the bottom and just being like, well, where's the guy to sign me up for sponsorship? Because I rode that like a freaking pro and that was the best experience i've ever had and i often you know people kind of be like oh i'm scared that i won't have that experience again i'm like no now you know what it's supposed to feel like yes. and you don't have to be a pro to feel that way because they don't feel like that all the time either you just gotta know like 
quite often it's just committing to having a smile on your face the whole way down or you know in some conditions it's just having the perfect bike the perfect conditions everything just is on point just you know you are that day. yeah exactly. you're in the yeah. right time of your cycle you had a great sleep your relationship was great that day like everything's just good and so we just like on those days it's really stopping to celebrate like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think right? those days are the days that you remember like why do you do this in the first place you know like there was a time where i would not have gone out and done anything with the horses on a windy day because they're not exactly fond of windy days i'm not exactly fond of windy days to be frank and so the two of us together we just made a bad combination and you know those are the days i used to call like the bad horse days because it just it wasn't fun and it wasn't why i was out there but yet today i went out and i did it and we had a great time like both the horses i rode today were lovely and yet the breeze at one point was like standing their manes up straight you know because it was so brisk out there but you know like the more you do that and the more you work through those the more you find those successes the easier it is to repeat them and the easier it is to find them again and, you know, yeah, there are going to be days that, that, you know, you probably end up at the bottom of the hill in a heap instead of upright on your board or on your bike, you know, and it's going to happen. But those days are the ones that are going to be contrasted with the successful days. And I dare say that those pro people with sponsors all over themselves have probably ended up at the bottom of the hill in a heap more times than most of us can count. Oh, they're willing to do it over again and they're willing to keep trying. And just, you know, we're getting close to the end here, but I did, um, I was watching, uh, I'm in Sun Valley, Idaho, so uh, hanging out with my cowgirl friends. We were um, we were watching the Gath Brooks story uh, last night, the road that I'm on, I think is what it's called. And it was just really interesting, you know, with every biography of any famous, amazing person who's who's done something great, you know, they always talk about the almost missed chances or the missed opportunity, but then it was followed up with with that that moment. And Garth Brooks, it was basically everyone said no. And then the guy who was supposed to go on stage, the, the record deal people were sitting in the audience waiting for didn't show up. And so Garth went on and his like, if that guy had shown up, his whole life story might have been completely different. And so, you know, it's like it's not about trying to control. It's not about um, yeah, it's it's not about not doing it or or trying to resist like being at the heap on the bottom because the more times that we fall the more times we can create those templates so that when it happens again we're able to get back up and keep moving moving faster so um yeah i think that's it's kind of yeah kind of good analogy for for the yeah. whole idea of like we just never know where where things can go and how we're able to just build those templates success is just a series of missteps i think and yeah. when we try and control it in whatever situation we're in that's where it becomes not fun yeah and i i honestly think that the only way to fail is to not try because if you're not then you're not available for success either so you know if you're not even willing to to take an attempt at something you know and and um there's a pretty 
famous horse guy who's somewhat controversial, but he has some great quotes. And, you know, one of them is that frustration begins where knowledge ends. And so if you keep running into the same failure over and over again, then you do need to go get more tools and you do need to figure out something different, you know, but if you're not trying, you know, even if you are still failing, you know, failing quote unquote, if it's not working, then you just need more knowledge. You know, there's really nothing that can stop you other than not doing it and not trying. And that's been the only way that I've been successful with my animals is actually putting in the time. And, you know, that's when I get results. And that's when I get results with my bike, you know? Well, with both of my animals, when we got the cat, the cat didn't like me very much. And then I did this goddess program and really stepped into my feminine energy. And it was like literally within, like, it wasn't even night and day. It was almost like moment yeah. to moment. Suddenly my cat was like, oh, hey, I like yeah. you. We can hang. Yeah. And then like same thing um, with my new puppy recently, I was looking at like, we have this moment in time. It's like an hour in the day where he will just go nuts. And this is, you know, a conversation for our next one on sort of going into the slowing down to speed up a little bit more. Um, I've got a few more things that I'd love to share on that. But just very simply, like you were talking about um, the, the slowing down with the animals. I've realized like when I teach the kids, I get too excited. And so then they get too excited. And I look at my other coaches that are like, calm. In this <laughs> environment, what we're trying to teach, that works so much better. And then I was watching my puppy and I'm like, huh. You know, I think my I think my puppy daddy maybe uh, sort of has similar ways of treating me in, in not like a bad way, but just the excitement. And I'm like, okay, how do I manage this? This is my energy. This guy's feeding off of me. This is not bad puppy behavior because he doesn't do it with anybody else. So yeah. what am I putting out there that's getting this response from the males in my life? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one of them's not even coming home. So that's, again, conversation for another time. And I'm talking about the cat, not the husband. Just, <laughs> just for clarification purposes. But yeah, yeah, that's totally, it's totally all connected. And you know, when I started seeing that, and then it was so funny to me when we, when we started connecting and I started telling, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I got a bike, like I'm working on riding it. And then I was like, oh, it's, it's all connected. <laughs> so, you know, I think, I think that's a lot that we just covered, you know, but for our first episode, I hope that, uh, for all of our uh, listeners out there and our viewers, if you're watching the videos that, um, yeah, I hope this resonates with you. And, um, Hit like, subscribe, comment, all that fun stuff, and um, let us know you're out there. Um, Tosh, do you want to tell them how people can find you if they're interested in looking you up? Yeah, so I, just a little bit more. I do online bike programs. Um, we have bike surf retreats that we're setting up in Mexico, and then we do real-life biking stuff in the Kootenays in Rosalind. Um, but you can find me online. My Instagram is at Betty Gohard. It's where I talk about living the dream and how we kind of all step into it. And you can see more of my journey of my trip down south. Um, and yeah, my website is BettyGohard.com. And then I also, uh, KootenayMountainBiking.com is my Kootenay-based bike business. So if you're wanting to get some coaching uh, and really wanting to expand into what I do on biking a little bit more, that's uh, that's a good place to see all of the things that we do in the Kootenays with biking. Awesome. So I'm Ginny, and um, you can find me online at soulpetconnections.com. 
that's connections. It does have an S on it. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, the same soul pet connections. You can just search for me and find me there. So feel free to drop either one of us messages. If you are interested in um, chatting or talking more, we'd love to hear from you and I uh, hope you guys have a great day. Awesome. Thanks for the chat.